Hello, everybody. I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire right there. Hello! <laughs> As I scare the whole world, including dogs. Um, I promise I won't be screeching the entire time. We're so excited. I'm a little giddy today because it is our special Valentine's Day episode. It's because it's my birthday. Girl, your birthday's tomorrow. My birthday is all month, Miss Heather. Diva. Which is, that's actually true. I celebrate birthday month too. So September, woo woo. So I'll give it to you. But before we get into your B-Day celebrations, we are going to have two guests on today talking about dating, um, to find true love, to secure more dates, second dates, um, and kind of dating yourself. So we've got Talia Goldstein of The Three Day Rule, who is the founder of this amazing matchmaking business that is in 10 cities nationwide and kind of just talking about, you know, dating, um, her company, which is amazing. And also, you know, if you do are, if you're out there on the town and want to secure that second date, what do you do? Kind of take in charge ladies. And then we've got Taylor Glaze, who is a token millennial that we are obsessed with. She is 25 years old and actually never downloaded a dating app and she's focusing on dating herself. So she and I and Brooke are going to chat about some stuff and then she's going to turn the mic on us for a few questions about how to be a boss babe. So really looking forward to sharing all of this with you with our little love special. Love potion number nine. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is going to be super fun because Heather and I clearly have been out of the dating game for so long, so we don't have much advice for you. So we got to bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. We got to bring in the big guns for you. Snap it out. And if you're not interested in dating, if that's not your thing right now, um, we're also going to be talking with Taylor about just self-love and putting yourself first and becoming a boss babe, something we do know a little bit about. Yeah. Date yourself. <laughs> Anywho, we look forward to hearing how you like um, this episode. Um, we always welcome your feedback. And um, yeah, just get ready to listen to a good hour of love and self-love. Happy Valentine's Day, a.k.a. Brooke's birthday month. And Ooh. here we go. Hey, I'm Heather. And I'm Brooke. We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty, the messy. The too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. All right, so we are here today with Three Day Rule. Um, super, super excited to have this expert on. I actually have a funny story. Um, I know this brand really well. So <laughs> this is Heather. And in case anyone doesn't know my voice by now, I mean, we've been like new listeners. They're getting to know you. That's true. That's true. Welcome. She talks a lot. I'm the one that talks a lot. Brooke does all the one-liner badoop tunes. Yeah. Just kidding. She talks a lot too. No, I pretty much do. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But so I actually found three-day rule way back when I was single. And um, I was actually working in LA a lot with Clover 
and I was thinking about potentially moving there. And um, this is kind of in a place in my life where I, you know, met just people that were not matching up right. I'm like, maybe I'm gonna go like the online match route. And I found them, but they only had matchers in LA at the time. They were gonna expand to OC, but didn't really know when. So I just put myself on the list. I was like, whatever, if I don't find anyone by then, like, why not try it? You know, yeah. they have like technologies that they use, these really cool matchmakers, um, and I just really like their philosophy. So I thought if I'm gonna do it, maybe with them. Well, time, like literally two years flew by. I met Nick. Um, I'm pretty she didn't sure need the service. Yeah, <laughs> I met him exactly how I thought through a friend. Thank goodness it was exactly what I wanted. Um, not to say that online dating is bad, but just for me, like I just always envisioned like meeting a friend of a friend. And well, I think that's what's cool about three day rule, and she'll get into it. Is you you feel like you're meeting someone through a friend because they've been True. kind of pre screened. It's not a blind date, but it, I mean it is. Kind and they've of. matched you in so many ways. It is like a friend matching because yeah. they don't just take into consideration like oh like what's on paper and yeah. this sounds good and you filter through yourself they like literally go through and have really seasoned yeah. matchmakers pan picking these people and for they you. can say yes they actually do look like the picture yeah. on their bio yeah. <laughs> you don't just have to swipe right um but yeah so they emailed me saying that they were opening in orange county and i was you know part of their first round of um of outreach and i'm like oh thanks i i was pretty sure i was engaged I at the found time. Love. Yeah, I'm like i found love but good luck and um then a couple months later, they actually got introduced to Clover PR for as a client. So then, as I'm pitching them for new business, I shared this whole story, and we ended up representing them. They're when like they sold. <laughs> yeah, I, la I launched their Orange County location or oh my network, gosh. which is really funny. I love that. Um, so even though I wasn't the part of it for dating, I was part of it just. You're like the behind the scenes. I was. It was really cool. It was so, so you much fun. Almost could be a matchmaker. Basically, yeah. Talia taught me <laughs> everything I know. <laughs> Um, girls yeah. line up I'm here um, but yeah no, it was really cool we helped support in LA um, it was just a really cool experience love them love them so I'm really excited to have her here today um, just really to have her share her expertise I mean they've been featured on Huffington Post Marie Claire Refinery29 um, well and good just to kind of name a few notables and they're just really really smart and dedicated and um, just really really awesome yeah. so a good awesome. person good group to put Love in their hands and find your future. Just in the season of love. <laughs> yes, as we wind up to Valentine's Day, we thought, what's better than to talk about dating? Because we know nothing about it right now. Oh my gosh, seriously nothing. I've been out of the game for literally over 11 years. You the weirdest part girl. is though, I talk to like friends and family and I give them advice and I'm like, how, I mean, they take my advice. Thanks guys. But how <laughs> the heck, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I haven't, I was just graduated college the last time. Well, no, I was with John already. So gosh. You're in college. Yeah. God oh my bless gosh. America. I'm a I college five years I'm giving my advice based on my college yeah. experience. You're like, definitely I'm do like, the beer pong tournament. <laughs> He'll fall in love with you. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? You better ace that last shot. No, but That's I'm so really funny. excited because I, not only is she a boss babe, which I've learned through you, and I'm so excited that I got to meet her today, but also that she's really kind of looking at the dating landscape in a different way, not just about the technology side, but like you said, there's the, the happy medium of the handpick side. So you know mm -hmm. that you're getting matched with someone that could really be for you versus just the technology of like swipe left, swipe right. You know, there's the combination of the two, which is really cool. And I think it's innovative and not a lot of people are doing it. So it's finding the, you know, matching the old school with the new school. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely really cool, and she's she's very innovative um, in the way that she does it, and just has a really, I mean, it's just she has a knack for it. So, let's get her in here. Yeah, um, and she can start sharing all the deets of how to secure that next date, know if he's into you or she's into you, and uh, all that fun stuff. All that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> Isn't that the song you've been stuck in your head all for weeks. weeks? Probably months. Yeah. Okay. She literally sings it randomly all the time. I have no idea why. And she's like, I don't even know what, what sparked that. Movers. <laughs> I just got so scared. I jumped oh and almost beat my pants. Um, anyway, okay, let's, let's get, get her in here. here. All right, so let's just get into it. We have Talia here. Um, so we've been out of the dating game for a long time. I've been out for five years. Eleven. Whoa, <laughs> so this is like grandma getting on technology for you. You don't it even is. know what's going on. It's grandma for sure. I mean, online dating wasn't even a thing when John and I first started dating. And now I'm like, oh, that would have been actually really cool to try. <laughs> Yeah, so we need you, Talia, because we need an expert to help us freshen up on the top tips, tricks, technologies um, when it comes to dating. So we're just excited to hear what you have to say and yeah, get you get you right into it. Um, but, but yeah, before we jump in, hey, my turn. sorry, I'm taking your lines. <laughs> before we jump in, um, we want to give you a second to just be able to talk about who you are for those who don't know your brand, three three day rule, and just um, a little bit about you. Sure. So how did you get started? I know that you um, were back in entertainment and kind of had these cubicle confessions that led to matching your coworkers. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was a producer on the show True Hollywood Story for E! And I would spend my entire days giving relationship advice for my cubicle. <laughs> everybody knew that I was the dating expert and I was matching all these people within my department. And so I matched successfully a few people on the True Hollywood story side and then all of a sudden these other departments were finding out about me and I have oh, a line at my cubicle every day asking for advice. They're like taking oh my numbers God. like yeah. we need to find true love. Next patient. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I loved it so much and I never imagined in a million years it would be a career but I realized that I had this secret talent in matching people so I started hosting events around town the first one had about 30 people, it was just a few of my friends, and then the next one had 300 people, the next one had 600, and it was growing like crazy because all of these people were having a tough time dating. So yeah. at one of the events, it was at the London West Hollywood, I sort of looked in on the crowd and realized here are 600 attractive, successful, interesting people who are having a tough time finding love. And I decided to quit my job and start a matchmaking company. Oh my gosh, how it. cool. I, I love that. What year was this? So how that long? That was happened? actually in 2010. Okay, okay. And I'm taking the leap of faith and quitting my job. Oh my gosh, I love it. Eight, nine so years ago, cool. wow, yeah. in 2019. That's oh. crazy. And back then it really was what? Like Match.com, eHarmony were kind of the big ones. Exactly. And I think Patty awesome. Stinger was like the famous oh my matchmaker. Gosh, right. <laughs> That's like all I know about matchmaking. <laughs> That is what was at the time. It was Matchy, Harmony, JD, and then the Millionaire Matchmaker, but there was nothing in between. Mm -hmm. So when I started the company, I figured there was a hole in the market in between yeah. those two avenues. Yeah, definitely, because it's like either you're online by yourself, kind of figuring it out and, and mingling through everybody, or you need to be basically a celebrity. That's like what it was. So yeah, this was like the perfect fill for that yeah. middle ground where someone's like willing to invest in love, but doesn't also, you know, need to be a celebrity and be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One's a little private. Um, so tell us a little bit for our listeners how you're different from traditional matchmaking. 
Um, I know you've got some really cool technology and also um, just from working with you about your matchmakers, um, just kind of the feedback and way that they're so connected with their clients. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a team of about 50 full-time matchmakers that are on the ground in 10 different cities. So we are on the ground recruiting people. We crash medical conferences and real estate <laughs> I love that. We're on the ground trying to find the gems out there. I love it. You're like the love party crashers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're here. It's fun at any networking event. That's for sure. <laughs> so we have this incredible team of people who left corporate America the same way that I did. They were passionate about matchmaking. And so they're attorneys and publicists and they were in sales and now they're full-time matchmakers. So we meet with everyone in person. We meet with a client. We get to know them. And then we meet with all of their potential matches in person and get to know them. And when we truly feel we have a match, we set them up on a date. And then after the date, they both give us feedback. So mm. we're able to learn what's happening with our clients, how we can help them become better daters. Mm -hmm. And ideally, they walk away with the love of their life. But at the very least, they walk away being a more confident dater. Yeah. So in the process, you guys are giving them like advice, kind of grooming them of, you know, maybe you need to get this area of your life together or kind of counseling in a yeah, way. It's a little bit counseling. And it's a little bit just giving feedback after the date. Because okay. in the real world, you go on a date. And you might get ghosted and have yeah. no idea why. But now we can say, actually, we know why. You yeah. were grilling that guy on the date. You were yeah. interviewing him. Yeah. And, uh, we had something a couple weeks ago where this guy, who's amazing, he's like basically a celebrity. Yeah. Every time he was coming back from the date, they would say, I liked him, but he was hard to read. And we couldn't uh, figure it out. Interesting. And after a few days, we realized at the end of the date, he was shaking the girl's hands and oh. saying it was nice to meet you. Like a business like, transaction. Super <laughs> so they, liked, they were getting such mixed messages. And it's yeah. all like, tiny tweaks that end up making such a big difference in dating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, like even that from a handshake to a hug, it just shows there's a little more connection there. I mean, yeah, if I got a handshake on the first date with Nick, I'd be like, bye, buddy. Yeah. Like, or you clearly <laughs> don't want to date me. Right. That's a lot of what it is actually is a lot of our job is bridging the gap between two people that liked each other and didn't know yeah yeah which so, I love like you said the feedback piece I mean there's I never went on a date and got feedback there's no guy that was like brutally honest enough to tell me what he thought no. either way well, well I mean, even if they liked were, me, but like, oh. yeah just like hey <laughs> you were grilling me on the date or whatever it's like that is such, so nice to have kind of that like fly on the wall in yeah. a way at your date so you're like oh wow I gotta loosen up here or he did like me and you know even if you realize it's not the perfect match that time you've got a confidence boost yeah like mm -hmm. okay I actually can date there's not anything wrong with or me what or what can I change yeah and there's yeah. so much they learn along the way I would say that the majority of our success stories come to us and they want something x y and z mm -hmm. and we match them with someone pretty different and they go uh. on to get married so wow. oftentimes people think they want one thing, but really they need something else. And yeah. so they go on a journey with us so we can figure out, okay, is being 60 feet tall really that important to you? Or can mm -hmm. you bend on that? Like, yeah. are you sure you want to cap it at age 40? Maybe the most perfect guy is 42. And so we test out different things and ultimately they end up with someone that they probably would have swiped left Yeah, on. that's actually yeah. a great point because you guys are able to say, yeah, I know he's not your height requirement, but he has all of these things, which right. you wouldn't see in a normal dating app or something yes. like that. The and you dismiss in real life. Yeah. Like, oh, like you just said, oh, he's fine. Height requirement five. gone. Yeah. Right. yeah. Especially online. I mean, you have two seconds to look at a photo and decide, mm -hmm. is this the person I'm getting yeah. married? And I think that so many people are swiping right past their soulmates. Right. Because if you meet that person in real life, like he might be so charismatic and 
you know, have all these other qualities that you're looking for yeah. because you didn't have a great photo, you just completely right. dismissed it. Mm -hmm. Well, and also what you guys are doing is putting, you're taking a lot of time off. Um, I think how you referred to it before is like outsourcing data, mm -hmm. dating. So it sounds like, I think like 12 hours people are spending a time. Yes. Um, the average oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that is like crazy. Life. It's like a part-time job. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And a lot of also what we do is we ask all the tough questions before you even go on the date. So by the yeah. time you go on the date, you know, you're both interested in a relationship, you know, you line up on religion or any right. of the big topics that are important to you, kids. We figure that out ahead of time. So your job is to just have fun and see if there's chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Take some of the pressure off. You're not going in like, okay, do they want the same things I want? Are, you know, are they, you know, really passionate about religion or not? And, you know, whatever those things yeah. are, you kind of know those nuances going in. I think that's so nice. Um, so kind of on the flip side, given you were just talking about Brooke, about people spending 12 hours a yeah. week trying to, to find someone that fits their needs. Yeah. Um, how, what would you do to recommend someone to avoid, you know, kind of that online dating burnout? I mean, it's gotta be so exhausting to come home from a full day of work, maybe a frustrating day even. And you're like, okay, now I gotta go on my matches and yeah. filter out all these, you know, messages. And it's just, I mean, it's gotta be really cumbersome yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It is so much work. It is really important that when you're going on the dates, you're present and you're having fun and you treat it like a night out and not an interview process because if you're not present and having fun, you're not really going to get a second date. Yeah. So you should do as much as you can handle. You know, I think like 30 minutes every night probably is a good amount that you can swipe while you're watching television and then go on one to two dates a week and really be present and try to have fun. If you're mm -hmm. cramming in five dates and you really believe that it's a numbers game, chances are you're not gonna feel chemistry with yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. And you have so many dates lined up, you're like, well, what if this guy is better? Or maybe he doesn't, you know, scrape yeah. his fork when he cuts, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh you know, God. you start yeah. analyzing all these all things because the there's things. options. The people yeah. come back and they're like, he was really nice, but he had white wine at dinner and I'm out. <laughs> oh. And he had steak with it, so exactly. I can't. He doesn't like sushi, so no. <laughs> I always say give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And if you are remotely attracted to them and they seem like a nice person, go out and yeah. That's yeah. the rule. Because you never know what they're like. They might be tired. They might be nervous. So if there is some attraction there and they seem nice, yeah. you have to yeah. go out again. I've seen so many success stories where it was the third date, the fourth date, the fifth date, where it finally clicked. And if you jump to a conclusion on the first date, you might not end up there. That's so true, though. And like, not to bring up my past, but I'm uh, the relationship before Nick, which was a great one, but just didn't work out for different reasons. It took some time. Like I had known the guy for a while, and I'm like, I don't know, if this is gonna work. And by like the fifth date, I'm like, okay, I'm into you. I mean, Nick, it was like smack on the head, typical like he's the one. Totally, it was like <laughs> I saw him. I'm like, whoa, who are you? You know? And it was just one of those things. But it does sometimes just take some time. Yeah. And you like, you know, whether you know the person or not, there may just be different nuances you right. gotta figure out. And then something happens, and you're like, okay. I mean, well, it's yeah. like they've gotta trust you. You know, you know right. what you're doing, and. To some degree, like give it a give it a little bit of a chance. Give yeah, it a chance. Definitely. Your situation, I would say, is pretty rare that you meet somebody yeah. and all of a sudden sparks are flying and it's amazing. <laughs> Most of the time, it's a slow burn. Yeah, I'm like getting all like blush thinking about it. It was like the craziest moment, you guys. But yeah, I do. I really do appreciate that. Like, 
that it's such a fun story to tell, but I do know that that was a little rare. But it was like the typical meet through a friend, eyes locked. We were like, whoa. And yeah. like Nick came charging after me, and I'm like, who is this guy? Go away. And then he like cornered me in another bar, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think, but, I mean, being it was 11 years ago that I was dating, I was like in college. Um, I feel like it would be so hard to do online dating. Like, if you got in a fight, I would come home and be like, hey, who else is on? Let me look for another person. Yeah. Or yeah. one little thing happens, and you're automatically like who's next like that right. it's just at the tip of your fingers you know exactly and that is such a major problem that Ugh. is happening is you're going out with somebody three four five times one thing is wrong and yes. instead of trying to work on it together you're out right yeah. yeah and that's not realistic in relationships people think that relationships should be like everything else like right. uber and amazon and yeah. get it and it's perfect but relationships are the way they always have been they take a really long time and yeah so you can't really rush it and expect it right. to be perfect well and there's going to be problems i mean just like we were talking about like i have the dumbest fights with my husband you know if if you're not fighting or you don't have like it's not real you know right. <laughs> so you got to expect there's not going to be a perfect situation every time yeah, you're not going to grow in that kind of a relationship. I mean, I it would be, sure, if you have the perfect person, everything's hunky-dory every second of the day, and in your mind that sounds great, but really you're not going to be challenged. Think of like if you're at a job and everything's just super easy and it always yeah. works and there's no challenges, you never got to turn your brain on, you'd be so bored. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You'd be cheating left and right. You know, you'd yeah. be so over it. Yeah. I think one, one important factor that. in a relationship is fighting style. Yeah. It's really important that the two people have the same fighting style. Oh, so you kind of have to fight to figure that out. If yeah. You're yeah. going to be compatible. You're like, ready, go. Like silent. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. So that's a tip. Make sure after your first date, get in a fight. Yeah. See how you do. Practice. No. <laughs> Practice your fighting. Yeah. Make um, sure. Okay, so one thing that I think is really interesting to talk about is how the trend is putting the power back in the women's hands for dating, like Bumble or you know other apps that are really focusing on what the woman needs. Can you talk a little bit about that trend? Yeah, well, I'm such a believer in general that women need to be proactive in order to get the first date. Right. I think because of technology and mixed messages, guys are a little lazier these days. It's true. I, just from what I hear from my friends, it's true. It's so like, true. It's, I mean, and if you're waiting around and you really believe in the old traditional ways, you might be waiting around forever. So I believe that the girl has to do whatever it takes to get the first date. So on Bumble, obviously you reach out first, but really on any dating app, or even if you see somebody at an event or through a friend, do whatever you can to get the first date and then go back to being traditional. I remember it was, I mean, 2013, so there were definitely dating apps around, but when Nick and I started talking, he called me. And I remember staring at my phone being like, oh my God, he's calling me. Do I pick up voicemail? Do I talk? Am I going to sound like all these things that through my head because no one called anymore. They'd text you. They'd ping you somewhere. I mean, it was just not, no one picked up the phone. And at first I was totally freaked out. And then I was like, wow, that was hot. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he picked up the phone, asked me out on a proper date. I can believe it. Yeah. I mean, he's a gem. But when it used to be, I feel like I would talk to, I mean, again, college, like three hours on the phone. And now I couldn't even yeah. imagine. Like, I could imagine texting all day, which would be a problem. But yeah. But that's <laughs> what it is imagine. now. Yes. I imagine. Like the communication is so different. It's varied by age. So if you are like 35 and older, most of the time, we still want a guy to call. Yeah. yeah. But 35 and under, they don't even want to talk on the phone. Mm. They only want to text. Yeah. So the rules sort of vary 
by the age group. Now. Okay. What I feel is, like that's in business too. Like yeah. a lot of our account coordinators are always like afraid of the phone ring. Like, do I touch it? Do I make calls to editors? What do I do? I'm like, pick up the phone. <laughs> like just talk to somebody. But yeah, that is funny. I mean, it's totally true. Yeah. And so you were saying about age, what is the median age that, you know, are kind of your guys' clientele? Mm -hmm. Well, the average age for both men and women is 40. Okay. But we serve, we work with clients 25 to 85. We had our first 83-year-old success story. Oh my gosh, I love that. that. And it actually is moving younger and younger. Mm -hmm. But typically people come to us when they've done online dating and they're exhausted Mm -hmm. and they're ready to outsource their love life. When I think in general, people are getting like married and serious a lot later now. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that 40 is like the median age. Yeah. And when we did our event in Orange County, which was a couple years back, it was definitely younger. Um, and I said earlier, kind of in our intro, you know, I was looking at three day rule before you guys were in Orange County. Um, and I was like 27. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of done with, meeting people at bars or like, you know, I, the whole friend of the friend thing wasn't working. And I just remember being like, okay, well maybe they've, you know, got something that I don't know about. And kind of, op- I remember thinking like opening up your pool, you know, yeah. like you've got access to these people you probably never meet in a million years anyways. So I do feel like, um, it is, it is getting younger. It's yeah. so many, especially female clients in their twenties. Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. they're ready. And too, I mean, it is an investment and we should talk a little bit about that. Just, you know, about your process and everything like that. Cause I want our listeners to know how to get involved if they're interested. Um, but you like, I feel like you also have to be at a place where you're ready to make that investment yeah. and like focus, mm-hmm. not just like serious about, on, you know, like drinking and clothes and Louis and stuff. Like you're ready. Like, okay, this is where I want to put my money. This is something that's super important to me and a value. Absolutely. You know? Which it is. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. So how, if you know our listeners are interested, how would they go about getting started? So anyone can sign up for free in the database. Okay. You just go to 3dayrule.com. You have to spell out T-H-R-E-E. And then you're assigned a matchmaker, and you can meet with the matchmaker in person, and we get to know you over coffee. And if you decide to move forward as a client, then you pay a fee. It starts at $5,000. Okay. And we work with you for three months, six months, a year, whichever package you choose. And we're doing all the dating for you. We do all the work. We meet with potential matches for you in person. We get to know them. And then we'll send you the best of the best. And it really gives you peace of mind that while you're working and hanging out with friends and traveling, that somebody's doing the work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And what cities are you guys in now? Now we're at LA, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, DC, Philadelphia, Orange County, San Jose. Woohoo! Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Wow. You oh my all gosh! Yeah. Love it. So you have class. no excuses, ladies. Yeah. Get to one of those cities ASAP. Um, was gonna say? Oh yeah. So just to clarify, so for free you can be part of the database. Exactly. Yeah. And most of the time we're matching paying clients with free members. Mm-hmm. So you really have nothing to lose. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I remember thinking about that. I'm like, well, I could at least be in the free pool. You yeah. Know, just absolutely. Have have a friend out there looking, right. you know, watching my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we host events in all of our cities, so you get invited to those events. Which are super fun. I planned one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I love it. Okay, so. For ladies out there, just another dating question again, because I know a lot of our listeners are out there in the dating world right now. If someone went on a date and they really like the guy and maybe that second date didn't come or they're going on a date and they have a feeling they're going to really like the guy, how do they secure a second date? You know, like what's your kind of some of your tips? I think the easiest way to do it is on the first date. So a lot of what we see is people are getting mixed messages on the date and if the guy doesn't feel like you're excited to see him again, he might not ask you out again. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way to do it on the date is if something comes up, let's say you're talking about 
music, you can say, oh, that band is coming into town in a couple weeks, we should go. Just any hint so they know that you would like to go on a second date. Yeah, so just show it. Ladies, you got to be proactive. You got to get out there. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing. (laughs) So most of us know what it means, but for some of our younger listeners, can you talk about what three-day rule, Mm -hmm. like how you got the name? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like so many of the younger listeners haven't seen this movie, but it's actually from the movie Swingers, and it's this old stupid rule that guys used to wait three days to call a girl after getting her phone number. So obviously nobody even calls anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> you were like text that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty-four hours after yeah. a couple of drinks. Now <laughs> that's where the name came from. I love it. I love it. So the rule is gone, but the name is st- the name yeah. stays. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right. Well, that was awesome. Um, is there anything else before we? Learn I think one just again? fun question is true or false. Uh-huh. No first date should last longer than a soul cycle class. Oh, I always say that to the clients: go on a date with one drink and get out of there, yeah. so you can keep the mystery alive. But so many of my clients go rogue and they end up on these eight-hour <laughs> dates, and it works out. So I think there really are no rules. Okay. Okay. So make sure you feel comfortable, you're into it, and you show interest. And you don't yeah. get too drunk. <laughs> yeah. Not to give away too much baggage on the first date. Yeah. You can sprinkle the baggage over the first four or five dates, but if you're divulging everything on the first date, then you might not get a second date. But just to keep it light and fun and see if there's chemistry, and then you can go deeper later. It's almost like even though you know a lot about the person, you still got to pretend it really, I mean, it is a first date, but you've got all this intel. So instead yeah. of like going in kind of like, at your first date, but you're like date three in your right. mind, you got to kind of remember like this is the first fun flirty yeah. date and have a good time. And exactly. keep a little bit of mystery. I feel like nowadays everyone puts stuff out there. Like, there is no mystery. There is no mystery, but it's like you got to keep a little bit. Yeah. I agree. Social media is such an important tool to cyberstalk yeah. <laughs> I'm such a cyberstalker right? like miss I call her the sleuth because she literally can find out anything about anything just from cyberstalking yeah, yeah. it's a rabbit hole so yeah, it is make sure you're okay with what is out yeah. there about you because they're doing the same thing yeah true very true all right well thank you we're excited to have you back next week to talk about finances a little mompreneur episode for us um and we will be back at you next Wednesday and up next, we have Taylor Glaze, our token millennial. Heather, she is not a millennial, poor chick. She's a Gen Z. A who? Gen Z. A Gen Z. 1990s to mid-2000s. So, newsflash, you're a millennial. I feel more like a baby boomer in my own head, but I guess I'm millennial. You look like a baby boomer. I know. But I need some you're more a millennial. Cream. Anywho, we're excited to have Taylor... As our guest, token Gen Z, going to be talking about all things boss babe, self-love, how not to download an app to date. Yeah, she's breaking all the rules. She's like the anti-digital dater. I don't know if it's not really like as an actual thing. This is a Gen Z thing for sure. They are like anti-being social media people. Yeah. But she's like so- It's like trendy to not be on trend. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. I mean, she's definitely a little fashionista. And um, she's actually going to be asking us a few questions about being a boss babe. Because right now, I think she's, 
you know, willing to meet someone if it happens naturally, but she's more focused on herself and becoming a female entrepreneur, um, which is really fun to kind of chat a little bit of on that side of things. Totally. So important. Like, go girl. Yeah. Date yourself. Yes. So let's get this little fashionista Gen Z boss babe in here and chat it up. Oh my gosh. So we are here with the one, the only Taylor Glaze. T Swift. (laughs) Little Tay Tay. Oh my God. You look so grown up now. I mean, it's only been probably eight months since I've seen you, but you just look like such a big girl. They grow so fast. She showed up in slacks. Not by choice. Not by choice. She's all business now. I mean, she might teach us a few things. Yeah, maybe we need to dress up a bit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Torn jeans. I'm trying to dress down. Yeah. I am in the mom bun life. Um, Well, Missy Miss, so everyone, Taylor Glaze. Hello. Thank you for having me. Heather, I'm so happy to see you. I know. She is like my little (laughs) sister from another mister, which is actually funny because I did treat her like my sister in an event when we were working together, and I just like randomly shoved my keys in her purse out of nowhere. It shocked me, too. Did you know? Sure. Well, she was my employee. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And I just was like, I was talking to like this person at the event and I just reached over. I don't even know where my brain was, but I just knew my keys need to go somewhere. I just popped them in her purse and she's like, what are you doing? And I looked at her and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, she reminds me of my little sister, Brooke. Like, I don't know what it is. I think for me, it was so weird because, um, it was like one of the first events that I had done. And I think you had been out on maternity leave or something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, the bosses are coming tonight. Oh my God. And just like gets boss. there, comes in, throws her keys in my purse. And I was like, oh, this is totally fine. Chill. <laughs> but I was completely cool. taken back by it. Yeah. Oh my God. After we built the worst flower wall ever. Oh it turned God. out actually amazing. But the process of begin, I mean, it was a true creative process of like, this is shit. This is awful. No, it's going to be okay. This is shit. And then it was like, okay, the we had to build a lotus and flowers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Outside, That's hard. On a brick wall. That's not Yeah. I like convinced them. I was like, let me go to the flower market. I'll buy all the flowers. We'll do a backdrop. And then 10 minutes before the event, we're all five of us of Clover, like working on it, trying to get it done. Oh I was my sweating. Gosh. I'm like, this is a really bad idea. This yeah. is our first event with this client. It actually turned out great and looked really good in photos, <laughs> but we were all sweating. I give a lot of credit to florist now after that day totally uh, yeah they're I'll really talented again no i have ptsd i can't yeah. like i literally can't <laughs> but anyways we're not going to talk about our faux pas back at the work days um so we have to clear something up because we have been calling you the token millennial oh, oh. oh yeah but you are <laughs> not, not a millennial. millennial no i am you're, you're gen, gen z, z. Sure. i'm a millennial <laughs> We're what? millennials. Yeah. I'm not a mil- I'm younger? No. Yeah. Whoa. You're actually yeah. the generation that it's on trend to not be on trend. You're like the rebel. I feel like that's very me. I know. When, she, when Brooke <laughs> yeah, was okay. explaining it to me, I'm like, huh, that could be her. Like, this could work. Weird. What's yeah. the, what's the Cause age? Because millen- I mean, everyone still says millennials, especially in, like, marketing and stuff, because that's what people know most, yeah. but... Gen Z is 1990 to early 2000s. Oh my and you're gosh. 93. So. I know, that's awful. Did Sorry. you go uh, look on my highlights to find no, out? No, I went on your, your Facebook profile. It was like, <laughs> June 22nd, 1993. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's literally so cute. You're in mid quarter century. So old. It's adorable. I'm happy to not be a millennial. Oh yeah, okay. I was actually depressed when I found out I was one. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm whatever the ne- the one no Gen X or whatever the one before that is. I'm not yeah. a millennial, but I am, which you is are. weird. But I'm on the very beginning of it, so it's like I could kind of cross over, I guess. Kind of. 
Gen, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, millennials. <laughs> I'm not is defining way too big. myself by a box. No, it's way too big. Millennials are like even, I think, early 40s. So, yeah. yeah. It's weird. I'm not in my 40s. I did not. I'm going to go and do a bunch of research now. Yeah, you're Gen X. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. Gen no, Gen Z. Z. Sorry. Oh, jeez. I'm really going to ruin Gen X. It's you're like a baby boomer. I know. Basically, in my brain. Oh, my gosh. I relate to them. Um, remember when they ch- tried to change the um, astrology timeline? So. I was no. a Virgo, but it was telling me that I was a Libra, which I'm like, I am not a Libra. You're like, I'm offended. I was. I was actually really upset about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they went back, but it was this whole thing. And it, I felt like my identity was challenged in a way. I'm really on weird. the cusp already. And so sometimes I'll get notifications like this year, you're this. And this year, like it pushes back. Oh, so oh, yeah. What cusp are you? Cancer and Gemini. Oh. Yeah. But That's I don't an have emotional split one. personalities. No way. Bond's a Gemini, the 14th. I'm terrified. And he does. One minute he's looking at you and he's like, ha, 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 ha. And the next minute he's like, ah. But that's also like toddler city. Yeah, he's no. the sweetest little I'm thing. I'm a full Cancer through and through, I think. Yeah. I'm a yeah. full Aquarius. Look at us. We're all like different I know. realms. I don't and even I'm know what that is. And I'm pretty sure you're Virgo. Virgo. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> we all I'm know. Taurus and Aquarius. I believe are my, or no, Capricorn, I think is I'm it. your Sorry. soulmate? Taurus so. is my soulmate. I know that. Yeah. So I'm looking out out oh, there. Oh, you Taurus. Speaking of love. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Before we get into that, um, going back to how you're a Gen Z, so you're clearly super hip and on trend, um, what are the kids saying these days? We're just assuming fetch is not so fetch anymore. Well, I love the mean girls and I'll always love the mean yes. girls, especially with Lindsay Lohan's new show. I'm so oh bad gosh. in that aspect. And Wednesdays we wear pink and today's <laughs> yes. Wednesday. Well, I'm in all black, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, none of us. Um, I never think I say anything trendy, although I guess like the word trendy is trendy. Um, until I hear my mom repeat something that I say and then I cringe. So oh. I'll just... We'll be shopping or I don't know, I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that's so sick. And my mom, four word, copies me like verbatim, oh, that's so sick. And then I cringe and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I sound that bad? And so I don't know if I sound that bad, but that makes me feel like, oh, I just can't. (laughs) Or she'll be like, that's so gnarly. Yeah, that's gnarly. And she just repeats me and other people have picked up on it and it's the funniest thing ever, but it makes me like hate when I say words like is that. Is she making fun of you or she's no, she's just, like, like trying to be cool. Yeah. She's a cool mom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my that reminds me of my mom when I was in high school. She would come in the room and before me and my friends could leave to do whatever we we're gonna do that night, she'd like, okay, so what's cool? Show me the new <laughs> dance moves, what's cool right now, tell me everything, and then you can go. And I'm like, I'm held hostage by my mom with my friends, which when I moved down here, I was 14, so I really wanted everyone to love me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, stop, mom. Oh, my God. You know, I'm so embarrassed. We're having to sit there and, like, break down dance moves. Oh Anyone went to high school that's listening probably remembers this if we were friends. But literally, like, my mom would make – she'd put on music and be like, come on, show me a move. Oh, my God. And it was so – I mean, I look back, and I think it's hysterical now, but at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Mom, well, like, and you, you – I mean, I don't know if I could say this, but you had the hot mom, too. She's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, we've talked. I think we've she's talked about it. Yet. That no, our moms is, are kind of similar. So pretty babes. Yeah. Yeah. She was, well. Yeah. She stole my clothes, so she definitely looked good. I mean, every time I turn, I'm like, "Are those my jeans? Is that my da da da?" And then Brooke got old enough, and she started taking my stuff. I'm like, "What is happening?" I'd like hide stuff because I'd come home, and my sister would have one thing, my mom would have another, and I'm like, "What the f? Where are my clothes? I want to wear them." I'm yeah. the opposite. I'm trying to take her bags and all her little Your things. Your mom's. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll take this purse. You never wear this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Give me so this funny. Chanel. <laughs> 
Okay, so I have to know. <laughs> I know it's you know it's Hi, do you have an AOL email address? Oh, this is my, I'm so glad someone's brought this up. I, you're not the first person to notice it, but you're the first person to bring it up. I'm pretty sure we talked about it all the time at Clover. Just throwing that out. <laughs> they like get dropped from email lists now. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's probably a good thing Spammer. if you don't want to be on, but like, hello. Okay. So good news is that's not my business email that I use. That's you did apply with that, but I that's did. okay. <laughs> you didn't change it. And I was like, AOL. And then she was like 22. Right. She's yeah, 75. I have a, a business email. Heather just doesn't have that because they're my first job. So I didn't know better. And my sister did. She's like, you have to change your email. You have to change it. And the Gen Z in me was like, nope, going against the norm, keeping my AOL. Yeah. And um, so Heather just doesn't have the new one. And then once I started working Why? for Clover. <laughs> She's then, offended again. And then when I started working for Clover, I was like, tight, you get a work email. I never have to change that one. <laughs> so I have, now I have three emails, essentially. Okay. I've got an, another OG AOL one, too. But oh, it's shoot. Like, mine you was Pixie more. Girl 2485. What Ooh, was yours? Mine was Abermoosey, like oh. Abercrombie and the Moose. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Abermoosey. That That's is hilarious. So creative. I know. I love it. I was yeah. Brooke underscore Boo at Hotmail. Oh, Brookie Boo. Yeah, Brookie Boo. Brookie Boo. Yeah. Little cutie pants. Um, yeah, I'm not right. changing it, though. I'll give you my other email, though. I business, mean, it, serious yeah, like, business inquiries only, though. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I should have used that for should the Should we put it out request. there for the single boys? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you want to contact her. She is at AOL.com. Um, okay. So little creeper uh, knowledge over here. You're active on social as in like, you know, everything about me. You that post on social, <laughs> but you don't post and you're so cute. What's up with that? You'll stalker. So this started in three phases and I think a lot of three, phases. three Gen Z's could, could relate to this, but, um, it started with when Instagram first came out, I was all over it. I loved it. It was doing so well. And then like posting. Yeah. But this was years ago. Like I was living in Colorado and like thought I was so cool. Cause I moved out of state, um, moved home, got a boyfriend, everything changed and social media took off. So it a hundred percent came from insecurities. I was posting, deleting, posting, deleting. Um, and then when I had the boyfriend, when we, I was with a guy for a really long time, Heather knows, when we broke up, then I deleted what photos I did have. So then it just became like, my page is a disaster. Um, <laughs> and now that I work in social media, you know, I manage five Instagram accounts. So I just could care less now about my own. Yeah. You're much. like the last one you to get bring work home. fed. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the like, last it's taken the fun out of it, but, um, I'm definitely on there and I love stories. So, and yeah, I know everything that goes on. So okay, so how do you? I feel like Instagram is the hip hopping thing, but what? Like okay, Snapchat, I can get down with it. You're but a what else is like? Mm-hmm. What else is big now? I only okay. I'm still a big Facebook user, which may be weird, but I have a lot of friends like all over the country, and I feel like that's a good way to stay in touch with them. Same with my friends in Australia, and that's what I use my Snapchat for too. But I um, only snap my like inner circle like five people okay so you don't put like a story no never use story on snap either Mm -mm. okay and i'm only putting the best of the best on instagram from snap yeah i I would never post what i look like today (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get a sneak peek and put that in the show so cute but are there other platforms that you think are emerging i mean i should know this as a social media person but i just need to know from the kids i feel like i'm once again, the opposite. I'm not like, I know a lot of people I work with and 
other people my age love YouTube, love Pinterest, yeah. but I don't use any of that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. But that's just me, you know, going against the grain. Well, and cool. speaking of that, I mean, as far as hip and cool and what's kind of on trend, you have never downloaded a dating app, which is super interesting considering you're 25 and <laughs> I feel like everyone under the sun has has a dating app at this point because that's how everyone's meeting everybody. So first off, why did you choose to do that? Second, how are you meeting people and... Yeah, just tell us. Okay, that. first things first, f I have downloaded one before oh, okay. when I was okay. living in LA because you guys would always be like, you gotta put yourself out there. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah so we wanted you to stay. You were gonna leave. We're like, find a man, stay. Oh my God, <laughs> that was their plan to keep me. Um, anyways, no, I have downloaded them, but I'll download them for like a day and swipe through every guy that's offered and it'll be like, you ran out of men in your distance. And so I was oh like, well, God. deleting this, like, no hope for me. Um, I will yeah, no. So I've been on one date from a dating app and he was a really nice guy. I was in LA. Um, I think he has a girlfriend now, but it, it she's stalking him. Yeah. <laughs> we're friends. She found it on Insta because yeah. she stalks and stuff. Yeah. It worked out. But, um, no, I just, I really believe in like meeting that person in fate. I don't know, yeah. like, kind of a little hopeless romantic in that sense, like, I just want to run into them, like, at the grocery store, like, on a trip with my family, like, I just believe that that's how I'm going to meet someone, um, mostly because that's how I met my past two boyfriends, so I just kind of like that whole fate and yeah. being brought together, and I also, both of my ex-boyfriends are not the type of guys to use social media, so I can't imagine the man out there for me is on a dating app. But oh, that's because you only date professional athletes. Oh, right? Your favorite. I know. I can't. It was what so we, good. What type of athletes are we talking about? Are we talking about snowboarders? Wait, NFL how many players? athletes have you dated here? Potential. I'll let you answer that. <laughs> I mean, like, I want to say three that I know of because her I, ex well, was a professional snowboarder. Yeah, I've, I've never dated someone with a job, like a real job. <laughs> How's that working crazy. out? Yeah. yeah. I've only ever dated someone that's maybe been, I'm going to say, pursuing a dream in some type of sports. Yeah. Action sports was my big thing. And then uh, the NFL thing, that was a fluke twice. Yeah. It was so <laughs> funny, though. All of a sudden, I'm like, you know, as the boss, you get, like, little snippets of the stories and stuff. And But, you know, Taylor and I had a fun relationship. And all of a sudden, you get these stories of, like, her and Emily talking about something. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. What are, who is that? What is happening right now? And she's like, oh, da-da-da. You know, we won't name names. But um, all of a sudden, I'm like, he's a a professional flip what ha what happened you know I mean not she's adorable I get it but it's so fun like how did you run into these people I mean was it when you were in LA mostly or it was fate yeah no <laughs> exactly how she wanted that it. was yeah. not fate I definitely maybe a little bit of a cleat chaser um <laughs> I forgot that's a name I almost yeah. just spit my water everywhere I was taking a convenient water break and then heard cleat chaser yeah so is that actually a term is, is that what like hip kids are saying oh I've been called Jersey a cleat chaser in snowboard it was more of a pro-ho that was oh, like the yeah. term yeah ramp tramp like I've heard it all but oh my gosh these are good these are it's fun. never bothered me but uh yeah the NFL players those were one was through snapchat um this is you want to hear this creepy story I was like yeah. scrolling back on his page and it was like before he was in the NFL like still in college and he like posted as his caption like follow me on snap so I like was like maybe this is still a snap account and I added it and he added me back and then just like wrote me and was like hey this is blank oh my god <laughs> you almost said it, said it. <laughs> I was like good catch um I hope he's listening I talked about it all the time so if most of the people know for you know you don't know you know <laughs> Um, the and then while I had the dating app in LA, um, 
someone else there. no so, another <laughs> yeah, like, no stop. um another player added me on that wait okay so you skipped over so you guys he added you back but then how did the initial he conversation oh yeah he just like wrote me and was like oh. hey I'm blah, blah, blah. and i was like hey. did he remember who you were or he was like introducing himself on snap yeah literally introducing himself on snap <laughs> you know, so that's, that's your dating school we made out yeah yeah Pretty much social media. I'm not proud of any of those, especially because if you knew both players, one's like a kicker and one of them no longer has a contract with the NFL, but yeah. So. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. I'm dying because I don't know who it is. I know. We're going to get the scoop offline. Sorry, yeah. peeps. we yeah. got to keep them, some things mortified. on the DL. Oh my God. Um, Can't wait. I just love it. That's. Just, I mean... I chased, I was a cleat chaser, I guess, because oh, yeah, Nick played in the minors. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. Mm, baseball. Ooh, kids. Yeah. I know. I, I, I don't think I have players. any athletes in my belt. <laughs> Under your belt? Like, <laughs> like, 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 jump like, like notches? Yeah. Like notches in my Gucci belt. Well, I mean, John's just like an athlete. He's got a full gym. He's like freaking professional weightlifter over there. He's got like 50 pound weights. I'm like, April, His bike is right there. Yeah, and he has like a two-person yoga mat. And I mean, yeah. You're just taking a travel We're trying to sell that bike. Or he is. Anyhow. If anyone wants to buy a bike. We've got a Fuji, black and white, with a six-seat. OC mom. It's super light. Track 2.0. I don't even know what that means. White. Very Black and red accent. It looks really fast. Really fast. <laughs> Anyhow, so right. you are at an age. I feel like people are starting to get married around you, maybe having kids. Like, do you feel that people are pressuring you, maybe in your family or friends, of like, so when are you going to date someone? <laughs> um, yeah. So Heather knows more, but um, family, no pressure at all. My parents are seriously the best in the entire world. They would First never... of all, you're so young, so no pressure from Yeah, her, yeah, no all. pressure from anyone. Live your um, life. There's a little self-pressure, but not really. So yeah, my three best friends, all three of them are married. Two of them have babies. One of them has her second on the way. And then my other third friend who just got married this year is actively trying to have a baby. <laughs> so I'm just over here completely out of my league when it comes to that stuff um it's so fun to be a part of it and like watch our lives change I don't feel the pressure to be getting married or having a baby right now because they have things that I don't have and I feel like I have things going for me that they don't have um which I'm really happy with myself but I mean I'd like to have like a boyfriend or a dog or you know? a dog, I'd like dog. to be moving in that direction you can whenever you want or Marla, in the yeah. Marla's obsessed with you Marla's like up in your grill yeah, I crazy. love that that's your outlook, though, because I remember, you know, when I was 21, 22, I had this timeline, and I was uh-huh. so stuck on the timeline. By 25, I'm married. By 27, I have kids. Da, 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 da. And I didn't meet Nick till I was almost 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that that's how my life ended up going, because had I tried to, like, just fit something into my timeline, I might have ended up with the wrong person. And I think you can get so caught up, especially with social you know, just being like, oh, I'm missing out. I need this, I need that. And the one thing I look back and think is I'm glad that I lived in the phases of my life and I probably could have lived a little bit more in them. I know you kind of have some questions for us at the end and um, kind of like jumping into one, what should I do before it's too late? Not really that it's too late, but I think that being present in the moment, being happy in where you are and not trying to find the things that you feel you're missing, but looking and be grateful at what you have. And it sounds like you do have that outlook, which is awesome because I think you can really skip over some really amazing and important parts of your life Mm -hmm. if you're too focused on what you don't have. Mm -hmm. Because when you become a parent, you lose a lot of like that 
true freedom that you had. And I, I look back and I'm like, man, if I had just had a kid at 25, I would have never really had any of that. You know, yeah. there's just a lot of things that, I mean, you gained so much too, but you know, it's just, if you skip over some of those parts, I don't know. It just, yeah, on totally. Stuff. I mean, this isn't like advice podcast, but <laughs> enjoy your free time because there's so many times where John, John and I are like, what the heck did we do before Aiden? Like, what did we do with our time? You know? I think that's something that I wish I would have. I mean, I think I did. You know, we didn't get married until I was um, 29, 30. Because you guys were together a long time. We you? were. We were together a long time. But I felt like cause it took him a while to, like, even tell me he wanted to marry me. Like, we were dating for seven years before we got engaged. So I kind of, like, even towards the end, like, I'm like, okay, this guy better put a ring on it or I don't know what's going to happen. But I feel like I did live my... Um, I moved in with girlfriends and like, I feel like I lived kind of like my single life still, mm -hmm. even, I, sounds bad, but <laughs> no, but you had your I separation, had my, yeah, you we had guys weren't living together totally. and you weren't like together 24 seven, right. you had your space with your girlfriends and were able to experience kind of, you know, that independence, yeah. even though you were in a relationship. Yeah. And then on the work side, like, gosh, just like the work, late nights, like I remember pulling all nighters and then going to happy hour after work and like. I mean, we could still do that stuff, but it was kind just of. so much fun during that time to like really enjoy that. And like, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I loved it. Yeah. You know? I think I'm just kind of starting out on that. Um, with my last relationship, I was with him from 19 to 24. Okay. So that took up a big chunk of my life. And so starting, I felt like I started over at 24. I was like, I've never been on a date. Like I met this kid when I was a teenager. Like I was just in, I moved to LA for my job. Like I just, that first year was so hard and I didn't want to go out, didn't want to put myself out there. Um, and now I'm just really getting comfortable in myself to do things a by myself. Like mm. I want to go to the movies. I'll go by myself. I wanted to go to Dax Shepard's podcast last week. I went by myself. Oh my God. And I, I would have been so mortified to do that a year ago. And so just feeling really comfortable and confident in myself and, I just know my time will come and I think that just excites me and yeah I mean I just went to Australia which was huge for me and that just changed so much of my perspective because I was like oh I wouldn't have done this if I was still with my last boyfriend yeah. and I don't know how many more times I'll be able to get to do this so I'm really just getting to that stage where I'm like take advantage of everything you know before before it's over. <laughs> yeah. I know we make it sound so bad. No, no but kidding. I think you're doing like a great thing. Like, yeah. Focusing on you. Because yeah. I think what we're all, I mean, probably a lot of our listeners and ourselves are trying to do is like retrain ourselves yeah. to put ourselves first, you know, um, or to make ourselves a priority. You know, sometimes work's going to take priority. Sometimes, you know, husband, kid, whatever. Mm -hmm. But remembering like, yeah, you're in there. Like, don't lose your individuality. So like finding that for you now is so much fun. Yeah. You're is. taking me back, girl. No, I love it. We got to hang out so you can make me young again. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. We would yes. not be able to hang. We'd oh be like, wait, it's nine o'clock. I go to bed at nine every night. would be able okay. to hang. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's fun, but not crazy. I'm wild. fun like, until it's it's over with. Yeah, like okay. ten o'clock. She's like, okay, great, bye. God, remember when we used to Which go out at like ten? Oh my gosh. I don't know who I thought I was, and then I'd stay up till two a.m. and then I'd do it again the next day. Oh yeah. Remember drinking in college Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, and Thursday. Oh, gross. <laughs> well, can't. No, there's no way. No. If I drink two days in a row, I'm like, I'm dead. And by the way, that's like maybe two or three glasses of wine. Yeah. yeah. It's just shots. Can't happen. Yeah. Can't even do them. It's not. No. So going back a little bit to social media, mm -hmm. um, I know you obviously work in the field, but do you feel like being on social constantly adds like pressure of society, you know, portraying 
not real lifestyles, you know, people are putting the best things up and usually it's filtered or, you know, their best moments are on Instagram. They're not showing the bad things. Like how much do you feel that the, that social media adds pressure to, um, maybe not to your life personally, but like to kind of like your age demo and Oh. Just like working in social, adding that exposure because some yeah. people aren't on social and it's time, but you're in social mm-hmm. every all day for day. work. Yeah. You all know, we day. all want to know the ins and outs. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so crazy to me and I feel like I'm so hyper aware of like, oh my gosh, this post is fake. This is staged. Yeah. This is how many times a day they're posting. Here's their hashtags. Like for just normal bloggers and girls and people trying to do that on their personal account. So it's definitely, that's why I went for me. It went insecurities to just knowing too much about it to not caring, you know, but I'm so aware of it that it's just insane. And I used to want to, I knew I was capable of like having a cute page and posting my nice little bags. But then once I, you know, was able to have that for myself, I was like, I am not going to take a picture of my bag or my car and like post this right now. Like that is so lame to me. Um, as much as I like wanted to do that and I was like, I knew I was capable of doing that. I was just, I never ended up bringing myself to doing it because yeah. it was so weird to me. Um, and I just, I can't even imagine the pressure people feel because I went through it a hundred percent. I'm so happy to be where I'm at now and I'll still delete a photo, like whatever, sue me. But, <laughs> <laughs> sue me yeah, whatever. <laughs> if you're watching to know I delete photos and like whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel bad. I've been seeing a lot of girls lately posting, like bloggers posting unedited stuff of like their yeah. cellulite and all this stuff. And I love it. Like, I love it so much. I also just watched that fire festival oh documentary last yes. night. You're just talking about that. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. And that's just like your perfect example of what social media can do. And it's yeah. just like, oh my gosh. And I almost felt like slimy, like working in it. Cause you're just like, I know, oh, you I feel know. like, I mean, I don't put out fake content, but it's just like, you're just creating stories and images and it just, you're kind of like, what's real life, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, in that they talk about, cause Jerry, like fuck Jerry, like their agency, the, their Jerry media. media. Yeah. So you see, and they even say, they're like, we didn't even know what was going on. I mean, so they say, I don't know the real story. But I mean, they knew things weren't getting done, but they were hired. They were going to do their job. Yeah. And yeah. so they're doing, I mean, what a good marketer does is make it look amazing on social, these Instagram pictures are like oh my gosh we're going to a deserted island this is amazing little do they know what's going on behind like affecting so many people like it's insane yeah but yeah to your point it's like there's you can easily put up this facade and people are really now kind of ripping or I guess lifting the veil and showing like this is me without makeup which is so hard to do I'm not going to do that still But I love like it. And raging pimple. Yeah, no. I still want Chrissy to. Chrissy Teigen's really good about it, actually. Which oh, I she's love. hilarious. Oh, she's, I know, yes. she's so great. I love her tagline. I mean, not we're not political on this at all, but she's like, making America great again. I yeah, mean, she just yeah. cracks me she's up. Like, on the and she's she like controversial, but is like confident about it. Yeah. You know? Like she, she owns her shit. Totally. Yeah. But I think you're right. And there are a lot of people that are putting up a filtered photo to match their grid and then they're like swipe right this is real life you know so yeah. I think that that contrast now is really good in helping the whole perspective of you know everyone's grass is greener and yeah. life should be better because life is life you know even in um, stories I think like um Jillian Harris like does a really good job like her is she from grid, The Bachelor? Yeah. yeah got it her grid is like amazing and she'll say like this isn't my real life but that's what people like to look at like mm-hmm. looking at a nice magazine but then all her stories are like her just waking up you know with the kids like crying just all different stuff that's like not on the grid but it's her real life which is super cool yeah, yeah. I love that 
We've gotten so serious that I'm I know. Get, like, even more serious. Oh, are you? No. I can't tell if you're joking or not. On a scale of one to infinity, oh. how much do you miss me? I lose sleep at night. Oh, I knew oh. it. Yes. <laughs> so this is the if, real love story of Valentine. I know. Oh, I know. and it feels so good. Mm. I'm not gonna sing. <laughs> we'll sing to you. We do a lot, actually. It's kind of weird. It's, it's become our thing. You guys have. Yeah. yeah. I like it. We like doing jingles. You but yeah, I'm so who? Dax. Oh, Dax. We do love him. I've been actually catching up on Parenthood to totally divert. Ugh, he's just, I just love him. I'm at a place where I really hate Jasmine. I love him. I know he cheated, but she drove him to it. I'm Team Dax. You love Peter? In his real life. Yeah, Peter's great. And I kind of love the wacky sister, even though her life just always gets May? messed up. Or the... the girl from um, Gilmore Girls. Oh, Lauren Graham. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. always a hot mess, but I love her. <laughs> she's amazing. I know. Um, well, we turning the tables. I think so. Oh, it's your turn, Mama. You guys answered one of mine, didn't you? Oh my gosh, we're in the hot um, seat. Um, what should I do before it's too late? I, <laughs> I mean, we kind of—you're kind of in tune with it, like the whole just like live, girl, do your yeah. thing, mm-hmm. um, travel Be for sure. Be unapologetic. Oh, I've always been unapologetic. Done and done. Fetch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no like, oh my gosh, you have to do blah, blah, blah. I just think like, if there's things you want to do, do them. Don't hold back. Like you said, if you want to go to the movies, go to the movies, you know, just do what you want to do. You know, this is the time to be selfish and do you. And then, you know, eventually you'll have to change around or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super good advice. Yeah. Just keep doing me. Do um, you, but I definitely want to be a mom one day, and I obviously care about my career now a lot, so I don't see myself being a stay-at-home mom, and neither are you guys, really. Well, I know you're coming into it, but nothing. You guys still work, obviously. Um, so what are some tips that I could prepare for, or what do you expect being a mom who works? Okay, that is a really good question. Yeah. Because really first, one thing you said that, you don't see yourself being a stay-at-home mom. No, I'm going to work. So the funniest thing is, or not funniest, I think you need to go through, like, you'll know. You'll know what you want to do. But mm-hmm. I've had people who were like, no, I'm for sure going back to work. Then they had the baby, and they're like, no, I'm for sure staying home. Mm-hmm. You can really not prepare either way. Like, it's the hardest. You being can pregnant you in know. general, yeah. yeah you yeah. just go through, like, you're just like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You cannot prepare. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's safe. definitely, like, the the theme of pregnancy and having a baby. It changes your life in ways you just can't explain. But I definitely think, on the flip side, I always thought my dream job was being a stay-at-home mother. Like, mm-hmm. I basically thought I was born to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think I was born to be a mom, but not a stay-at-home mom. Um, mm-hmm. I love the balance of being able to be home with him, but also have my independence and my you know, creative outlet and just something that's still me because mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of things changed once I had Vaughn. Um, so I, I think it's not, like Brooke said, you're just not going to know how you feel because you could be gung-ho, I am absolutely working. And you may have that baby and be like, I'm never leaving its side because I don't trust anyone but me and mm-hmm. there's no way in hell I'm leaving. So who knows? But I think to go back to kind of like what should you do to work up to you know, kind of being like a working mom, um, or work from home mom. Yeah. Either it kind of just depends on what you want to do. Like, do, do you want to be at a company where it's not all on your shoulders or do you want to take that road of entrepreneurship and kind of, if you know, down the road, you want to do entrepreneurship, start, 
getting mentors. Like we just, mm-hmm. we're actually sharing a blog or we just, we shared a blog a few weeks ago that is about, um, building your personal advisors. So you go back and look at that a little bit, but it talks about kind of like a board of advisors for your life. So look at people that, you know, you respect for certain ways or that, you know, you might want to talk to about business or whatever it might be and kind of just have some of those people in your life. But I think maybe really sit and tune into, do you want to be a big CEO and a big company and be on a brand or an agency or whatever it might be, or do you want to own your business? And if you do start lining up those steps to, um, to get to be, you know, owning your own business, whether I owned it prior for many years, mm-hmm. Brooke yeah. did it a year after Aiden was born, she went and on her own. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like you have to do it before or after baby, but kind of like just getting that path of where you want to go. And part of it too, um, is like, don't put your, put pressure on yourself to like make that decision I'm until you're out now. No, <laughs> like, what am I going to do Honestly, when I have a baby <laughs> until you're there? Because things like change so much. I mean, nine months will fly by even though it seems so long and then your feelings just change about things. So it's like, don't, I wouldn't make a decision until you kind of get there. But I think from my perspective, I was, you know, in the nine to five job for like 10 years before and what I started doing was just like doing stuff I liked on the side and kind of picking up work um, because I could because I didn't have any kids yet and I could stay up late working, you know. So if you are passionate about something else, like kind of building up your side hustle so you do have that opportunity and kind of that cushion to make a decision. I think going into it when I first had him, I wish I would have financially planned a little bit better, like put more away. That was we my are next saving question. now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would have definitely, I wish I would have put a little bit more, so I was more comfortable during my maternity leave, too, um, because you never know if you're going to, if your job is going to give you money or not, like, you just don't know your situation until you're there, so that's partly what I wish I would have done a little bit more of, but yeah, I think building up your side hustle, if you are in a full-time gig um, to see what you like, too. Like, you may test out other things on the side and be like, I don't like doing that. Maybe I'll try this. And so, yeah, I would just try different things. Well, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can. Yeah, that was my next question is, what did you two wish you had done financially kind of leading up to motherhood, I guess, and working and working from home and all of that? Because my parents are like, save, save, create a Roth account, you know, but I'm like... I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. I would definitely start retirement as soon as you can, because especially if you go out on your own, all those benefits go away. Mm -hmm. Um, I started retirement around your age, actually, when Mm -hmm. I got a job at the buddy group, my first job, and they matched everything I put in, which was great. Um, And you can do as little as 50 bucks a week. You know, I mean, just something that's out of sight, out of mind. I actually would do like 50 bucks a week into um, back in the day, it was like this orange dot. I don't know. It's like this I weird had a Vanguard. Side. I had like a Roth IRA. Yeah. But on top of that, no other savings. Yeah. I had a savings account that I, it, it like took a few days to transfer out and I would put money into that every paycheck and then I'd put a hundred bucks into my retirement. So 150 bucks every two weeks was just gone. Mm-hmm. It just instantly came out of my paycheck. Yeah. I didn't see it. And so 300 bucks a month I was putting away um, at that time. And it's just important to start saving for retirement as soon as you can. Um, I think that that, you know, financially yeah, was something that I was proud that I did because now it's up to me to bank all my cash that I want for retirement. Um, you know, and, I've, and thankfully Nick has a very corporate job. So we've got some great benefits from that as well. 
Um, but you, you don't get that as a business owner. And a lot of people think, oh, you own a business, so you're just like rolling in it, you know? And it's, everyone comes first before you. You are dead last. Like if for whatever reason we had a bad month and we couldn't make payroll, we weren't getting paid and you guys were, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and we definitely had ups and downs, you know? So it's something that, too, you just have to be, like Brooke said, have some money away, be prepared so that you're not stressed out. Yeah. Um, Alana and I kind of just jumped into it because it just really felt right, and we've been super supported along the way all the time, which is amazing, um, but that's not always the case, you know? So I think that that's definitely yeah. another big thing financially. And when you own your own business, this was kind of back to your last question, too, um, you don't really get maternity leave. Yeah. Like, yeah, I learned you know, so much in your guys' last episode about California paying you and yeah. you just like gave up on it because it was just such a, like I never even knew any of that existed. And Obviously, it's not clear. It because, it's yeah. not clear at all. Probably because they don't want to give the money away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Like you can't, I mean, you so can find confusing. some stuff, but most stuff you find is other people writing about it. Like it's not even like the government talking about it. It's mm -hmm. like, ugh. The good news is everybody around me is going to have yeah. done it and have babies. Yeah. So I'm going to be well taken care of, hopefully. Well, and if you're at a big corporation, they have HR companies that help you with a lot of that too. I mean, you can definitely figure it out. It's just, it's complicated. It's government stuff. It's it's never straightforward. No. Um, and, you know, there are benefits. And California is a good state that has really good benefits for maternity and I mean, Europe's the best, but um, unless you're meeting a man in Australia or somewhere oh, crazy, yeah. you're not really... <laughs> and then some jobs to. even, just depend on where you are, will give you paid maternity, which is cool, too. So, yeah. I mean... Airlines, actually, if you could get in, like, Southwest or something, I've heard they give, I think it's three months to the, to the father and six months paid to the mom. Wow. Which is insane. That is. So I'm looking for a pilot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you're looking for a pilot or you need to be a Australia stewardess. does have really good coverage and all that stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, you never know. I think one other thing, just because it's fresh for me beyond savings, is knowing kind of, like, the basics of... Um, like financials for business. So what things like I'm like, I wish I would have educated myself and on like taxes, honestly, I don't need to be a tax guru, but I do wish like I, before I took the leap, I knew some basics. Um, mm -hmm. just so when I, cause it's already scary enough going out on your own. You don't want to add more to your plate of like, Oh my gosh, I need to figure out what, pa what paperwork do I need to turn into IRS? Like what is, you know, setting up my LLC, like things like that. I could have educated myself on before. So it was like, not as much pressure when I did make the jump. Yeah. You know, that's something I wish I, I would have done, but I didn't know it till I went through it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> that's the best way to learn. Yeah. It yeah. is. Going through it, but it's so nice to have all this sound advice. <laughs> Go you know, get them girls over yeah. here. I feel like I'm going to fly out the door and spread my wings. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Fly little birdie fly. Fly the coop for real this I time. Love I actually it. left the nest pretty young, but I'm still, you know, Work yeah. in progress. You're only a year. We with all us. are a work soon. in progress, girl. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't change. <laughs> no. No. I do. It gets worse. We're like the doom over here. here. I'm no. like, I'm never having kids after this. No, they're yeah, amazing. amazing. Yes, they're amazing. Yeah. And I also feel like the kind of the world we're in now is doing so much more to support like women. Obviously, it's a huge thing. Um, but I feel like I've gotten more confidence and um, taking more risks. Like, the older I get, I'm like, what do I have to lose, you know? And me saying this now is huge. Like, six months ago, I was, like, crying out. They're like, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? So things change so fast. I think she really that's did cry like that. <laughs> I'm going to call you happens. next time for my yeah. breakdown. Oh, Perfect. I yeah, I give my it. mom a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just call Heather. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much what we do. Yeah. We just have therapy sessions all the time. 
Well, that was fun answering a few questions I for know. you. Um, I'd say you could follow Taylor online, but she's never online, so you can't find her. <laughs> she's just a mystery guest that, you know, we'll post a photo or two maybe of you if I even have any. I probably have an event one or something somewhere so you know her face. Just a good one. We have a cute one lined up it. for the grid. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. super adorable. Just, like, yeah. showing my luxury travel life. That's what yeah. it looks like in your she little She was in Australia. She was oh, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah just hanging team. out. Living down under. Or no, is that New Zealand? Down under is Australia. Oh, thank God. Okay. But but the, I, I don't think, think that accent was right. No, no, no. No, it definitely was not that. I'm really bad with accents, but I try them all the time, and people are like, what is wrong At least you try. Is that my Spanish one? That one's good. What a S. Cuando es una baracha. Can we just end the podcast in Spanish? Sí. Adiós. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said ciao. That's done. Ciao. Anyways, before we get down that road, I need like drinks to really become fluent. Yeah, yeah. she does. I do. Thanks, Taylor, for keeping us young Thanks today. Thanks for having yeah. me. It was so nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. This is our first... Love at first sight. Not the last. Valentine's. Not the last time we're going to be together. Valentine's. Let's get some drinks, girl. Yeah, because it's your birthday. Ricky <laughs> B's birthday tomorrow. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll, we'll love, love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace. S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time. And as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles. Toodles.